What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward today with Dennis Yu, Chief Technology Officer, and Logan Young, Director of Operations for Blitzmetrics. Blitzmetrics is a social and digital marketing company that has handled social media marketing for organizations and companies like the Golden State Warriors, Nike, and Rosetta Stone, to name just a few. Hey, Dennis and Logan, how are you guys today? Good. How are you doing, John? Have a good afternoon. Yeah, doing great. Wonderful to have you both on the show. And how about you, Dennis? How's everything going for you? Man, I'm just happy to be in one place. I, <laughs> I know you do so much traveling. And for moving forward listeners, I mean, this is going to be a real treat. So I'm so excited to have both of you share your story. So I'm going to start off with you, Logan. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and share a little bit of your career journey. Sure. So I grew up in Arizona. I went to school at BYU to study advertising. And right now I'm doing digital marketing. Of course, there's a lot of overlap between advertising and marketing. They really go hand in hand. Yeah. I reached out over Twitter, actually. I was just trying to build my connections. And on Twitter, you can search for people within any given field. And furthermore, you can search for people nearby you. So I searched for people that were interested in advertising. And I found a mutual connection between myself and Dennis that I reached out to him and said, hey, you know, I've been studying advertising the last few years. I want to get my feet wet. And he hooked me up with Dennis. And that's uh, giving me this great opportunity to start working on the, some of the Blitz Metrics work and some real clients and traveling and being able to speak at conferences, doing these different things. And so my background's advertising, but right now I do digital marketing and I just love both of them. Really, to me, they're all just about finding what really resonates with people. Well, that's amazing. So you really just put yourself out there and that really just shows what the power of, uh, of social media can be. I mean, just making those connections on Twitter, I think that's really fantastic. And, and Logan, I mean, did you ever anticipate that taking that bold move and reaching out to someone on Twitter would actually open up this door for you? Uh, not really. I didn't have that much foresight. I thought, you know what, I'll give it a try. I know there's this feature. And I thought maybe, you know, this guy has a lot of followers. He's probably pretty busy. He doesn't know who I am. He's probably not even going to respond to me or follow me back or anything. But it was a great guy. His name's AJ. And he hooked up on a phone call with me. So yeah, I can't say that I expected it or foresaw it. But it just goes to show, you know, um, a lot of people in our field are willing to help those who ask. So you really have to put yourself out there and reach out to others. You know, I got to reach up. Yeah, definitely. And Dennis, share a little bit of your background. So you studied finance and economics. And how did you become chief technology officer of Blitzmetrics? And talk about some of the great work that you're doing. I was good at math, John. He did in math competitions. I flew around and yeah. I was the kid that all the white guys hated because <laughs> I was perfect math on SAT, that kind of thing. And I found that I was good in what I was comfortable in math, but I was afraid of people because I didn't understand that because they didn't behave logically according to equations that you could model. And so I did well in school, but I didn't know anything about the work world. And when I became an employee at American Airlines, my mentor was the CEO and he basically slapped me over the butt and said, son, you need to learn Mm. how the real world works, how you deal with people, how you build relationships. And it was opening that door and getting me out of my comfort zone to realize that It's not the skills that you have, and it's not even necessarily the connections. It's that willingness to jump into the unknown and take smart risks, not gambles. As an entrepreneur, I've learned that that even my best laid plans 
don't come to fruition because something else that you could not have expected happened because you took that step. Yeah. And because you keep taking steps, you meet other people, just like how we connected because of Leonard Kim. I don't remember how I met Leonard Kim, but I think it was through somebody else who was an influencer or some event. And you never know. It's like that butterfly that beats its wings. And because I was at American Airlines, I would have never have known that the internet was going to be as big as it was. I built the website 20 years ago before yeah. it was this whole thing that it is now. Back then, no, you know, people were, a few people dialed up, you know, CompuServe, Prodigy, right, that kind of right. And that opened the door to me running analytics at Yahoo. And then that gave me connections into Facebook because a lot of the folks on my team that did analytics went over to Google's team. And those Google people went over to Facebook. And those created connections, people that I have known for 15 years. And those dividends pay off today. I could never have known 20 years ago, yeah. that those connections would eventually follow me through and pay off today. And I've looked at some of the other podcasts on moving forward, and I see that same kind of thing. The theme, which is you have to jump out of your current, I mean, there's just, you know, imagine one trapeze is going back and forth and you're holding on to it, right? You're swinging back and forth, this one dude is holding you, and then another trapeze is coming to intersect. If you're going to switch over to that other trapeze, you got to let go of the one that you have. Yeah. If you try to hold on to both trapezes, you're going to get ripped in half. Yeah. Or as I heard in a, in a conference talk, it's like trying to chase two rabbits. And the, the shift to entrepreneurship was one of the toughest things for me, not because of new skills or having to generate cash or hiring people or not having the big company's resources or an office. It wasn't that but it was dealing with the emotional uncertainty mm. of being willing to take risks and finding that sometimes taking a step, usually taking a step is less risk than doing nothing at all. And those people who are in their day jobs, they feel like they have a modicum of safety and really they don't because to not take action is the riskiest thing, which yeah. sounds crazy, but that's what I've learned. And yeah. every door that's open has been because I've been willing to say yes in a smart way. I love it. Uh, and both of you really, really have demonstrated in your in your career journey how taking that step, stepping out of your comfort zone, being willing to take risks has opened up incredible doors and, and look at the fruit that that has borne. I absolutely love it. Dennis, I'm going to stick with you. I mean, you talked about the entrepreneurial journey. You talked about taking leaps in your career. And as you know, both of you know, part of that is sometimes you're going to face some roadblocks. You're going to face setbacks. And I'm going to use the F word. Sometimes you're even going to fail. And I'll start with you, Dennis, and then uh, we'll shift to Logan. So, Dennis, can you share a time where you had a big failure or setback, where things just completely fell apart on that journey? So when we had first started our business, we thought that local was going to be the space because it's just market. Retail is big. It's a category no one had really mastered. And I thought I was really smart because I, I had analytics at Yahoo and nobody would really know better than me. So we started taking on various local clients and we appeared to be very successful at first because it was so easy to enroll these clients. We had dentists and doctors and real estate agents, massage therapists. And after we had demonstrated that a few restaurants were working, then we got some major fast food chains. We got Quiznos, California Pizza Kitchen. We were running ads for them, right? Digital Facebook ads, Google ads, this kind of thing. And then some bad things happened and we lost those clients. Oh, and wow. we, all these people on payroll, all of them looking to us thinking, what are we going to do? I'm supposed to be the leader. I don't have an answer. And it's, what, what do you do when you're in that situation? Yeah. You pretend that everything is great, but then you feel like you're lying. Mm. Then you come out and say, 
well, I really don't know how we're going to make payroll. And I'm really not sure where those next clients are going to come from. And you see, you see, if you tell people that, if Elon Musk says that being an entrepreneur is looking into the abyss mm. and, and eating glass, right? You've got to be willing to do those, but the employees don't understand. Yeah. But it was only because of those connections that we had made that it, it's like a chicken and egg because if you live in fear and it doesn't mean fake it, it doesn't mean pretend to people, you know, people ask you what's going on, you'd lie to them because entrepreneurs, they lie to each other about how great things are. Oh, everything's going great. You know this. Yeah, Anyone lives yeah, sure. knows a lot because you're not going to say, it's like when people just in the hallway, they ask you how you're doing. Oh, it's great. You're not going to say, oh, I had a really bad day. I didn't get enough sleep. I mean, no one wants to hear that when they come up and ask you how you're doing. So people feel like they have to tell the white lie. But if you're an entrepreneur, you, you're at a higher standard because you don't have the Fortune 500 company's bank paying for things where you can just afford to do nothing and direct deposit hits every week. And it was only in realizing that the most important assets were the connections and the knowledge and the experience and the, the power of the team. It was only once I realized that, that it wasn't me trying to carry Atlas, you know, on the shoulders kind of thing, right. carry the world, that I, I thought, well, let's, let's just do something crazy and raise our prices five or 10 X. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's how we got some pro sports teams. That's how we had WWE as a client. That's how we got Nike and Adidas. And we were able to bridge. And this is not a, a traditional entrepreneur pivot story, right? The, the entrepreneur pivot story is, oh, I was doing this one thing and it failed, but then, then I decided to make a quick else. change. Sure. That's, yeah. that's not the point. I mean, yes, we made some pivots. We, we, made, we switched from local into where we knew there was already a ton of traffic, which is in media, sports, and entertainment, right? That, I mean, that is true. But the story for our moving forward folks is you have to have the, the confidence, not a fake hubris, pride, lie to yourself. But you really have to believe based on your experience, based on the mentors that you've developed, that you're really going get, to get through there. Because if you, if you don't, you're going to fail. If you live in fear, you're going to fail. If anyone here does skiing or snowboarding, you know that if you're going to make a turn, you have to commit to the turn. Yeah. And if you don't, you're going to <laughs> I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Logan, share a little bit of uh, along the way. You know, I know you, you've you had quite a journey. Are there any times that you want to share with Moving Forward listeners where maybe you had a, a setback or a roadblock on that journey? Sure. So one of the things, John, my father taught me growing up was that anyone can start something, but what really matters is finishing something. Yeah. And I kind of took that into heart and made that kind of my mantra in life. And when I went to school, I really had my eyes set on the creative ad agency path. And I wanted to work at, you know, Ogilvy or Deutsch or one of these really notorious New York, Chicago type creative agencies. And there's a certain path for that in BYU. We have the number one ad program in the nation. And I went down these roads and repetitively, you know, I just failed, was rejected. I was meeting with professors doing all these things. And it set me back probably three or four semesters because I kept getting rejected and trying and ultimately, it led me down a different path. So it was a setback, but it, it taught me that sometimes you have to go down the wrong road just to recognize that that's not the right road for you and then get set on the right one. Because otherwise, I would have been wondering this whole time, you know, in the rearview mirror, thinking, you know, oh, if only I would have tried that. But through going through it and failing, I recognized, okay, actually, you know what? I thought I had this figured out, but really this wasn't the right path for me. 
I see that now and I'm on what I believe is the right road. I love it. So for me, that's the biggest one that comes to mind. I love it. And both of you have shared, what I love is that both of you have shared really important aspects of that journey. I mean, you, you know, Logan, for you, it was, it was finding your path in college. And I love that it's, it's, part of your personal journey. And for you, Dennis, you shared more of the, the business journey. And, and both of you have made pivots and both of you have really weathered through some storms. So I absolutely love that. Getting back to you, Dennis. So having made that shift in your own life, going from economics and finance, being good with numbers and getting into this whole world uh, with digital and social media marketing and metrics and analytics, when along that journey did the light bulb go off for you? Or when was that moment where it, everything just sort of clicked or aligned for you that this is exactly what I've been, when I'm put on this earth to do? You know, that really didn't happen, John, <clears throat> until the last year. And every time I've had these kinds of midlife crisis moments, I think that all of us have like this crisis of confidence of who yeah. am I? What am I doing? Definitely. Because I had suffered the last 20 years in corporate America and doing agency stuff. And I thought, what is the point of all this? You know, when I was at American Airlines 20 years ago, I thought like I had it made. I thought I had figured out life because I had all this stuff. My mentor was a CEO. Our website that I built went from nothing to three million bucks a day in sales. And I thought I had it. It's just like if you play golf, you hit that one great shot and then you think you got it. And the next one you flub. And I've discovered that there is no... I've, I've got this thing. You have to constantly adjust. Yeah. A few years later, when I was running analytics at Yahoo, I went to the same thing where I had a bunch of failures, but then I had some aha moments and we were successful. And what you learn as an entrepreneur is that the highs are never as high as you think they are. And the lows are never as low. And the more peaks and valleys, this kind of amplitude sine wave thing you go down, the more of these little roller coaster things you go up and down, the more you realize that there's always going to be another peak and another down and not to get too wound up about either direction, high or low, because that's what's going to cause you to break. Yeah, you know, when you definitely. like the, the thing will fracture, the temperature goes too high and too low. You want to keep things a little bit more medium. But the, the common thread here the, to your question, kind of the aha moment was I realized that it wasn't me. It wasn't my achievements. It was it wasn't all up to me, because when you think it's all up to you, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I. I surround myself with the smartest people and you, you know, all entrepreneurs are going to say that, but like when I was an American, I wanted to find the smartest people. So I hung out with the head of HR, the head of legal, the head of marketing. And these are some big departments. These guys are in charge of 3000, 4000 employees, right? I wanted to know how American airlines bought aircraft. So I hung out with Charlie Gagnard and the other guys from fleet planning. And we went to visit Boeing and took delivery of, you know, the new triple sevens and, and that had nothing to do with my job. So you got to leverage what you got. You, you never, it's only in hindsight that you can try to weave a particular picture to say, yes, this is how it fits together, but only in hindsight. Yeah. And the, for me, which I know will work for everyone else here, if you're willing to be honest and put aside the whole American soul hero, Superman, entrepreneur, if you put that aside and realize you are only as good as your team, then you have to ask yourself some hard questions on who are my mentors? Hmm. Who are the people? that are in my circle, that are there for me, that I can ask them for help. And I got to put my pride aside. I got to swallow my ego and say, you know, I'm willing to take direction from people that I'm a little bit scared of because they know more than me. And if I'm comfortable, then I'm hanging around people that are not challenging me. And I have always sought to be around the people that are the very best, even if it's humbling and I feel like an idiot. Like my first day on the job at Yahoo, I thought for sure I was going to get fired. 
Rasmus Lerdorf, the guy who invented PHP for any of the geeks here, he sat two cubes for me. And I could mm, name all wow. the people that were just a couple cubes away that wrote the book on, you know, wrote the programming languages, actually were authors, not just like people who program, but the ones who invented these technologies. And I thought, I'm going to get kicked out of here. They're going to re- they're going to know that I'm a fraud. And soon enough, you know, I was trying to hide. I, I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to make eye contact. I tried to eat alone in the cafeteria. But then they would come up to me and say, hey, Dennis, you're new. What, or what, I haven't seen you here. Tell me, you know, what do you do? What's your experience? Hey, I got this question with this database. Can you look at this data model and kind of help me figure out which way I should go? Should I design the data this way or, or design the database this way or that way? I'm like, well, obviously you're going to design it this way. I mean, you're not, I mean, only an idiot would go like that. And then they, they asked me these questions and I started to feel confidence. And it was only with, you know, reaching out that I realized that there were these connections there and other people had things that I didn't know and they have things that I don't know. And then speaking at conferences, that's when things really started to gel when I realized, you know, if you want to succeed, you have to help these other people succeed. As corny and sappy as that sounds, that's really what mentorship is. Absolutely. You help out other people. They will do things for you. And all the good things that I've gotten have been because of the idea of, of love is something that you give selflessly when you care about other people and it pays back. And sometimes the payback cycle is 20 years. Yeah, definitely. And Logan, tell us a little bit about your experience. I mean, you talked earlier about reaching out, making that connection on Twitter and then joining this incredible team. So share a little bit of your experience of, of working with mentors and, and working with an incredibly dynamic team. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a huge believer and proponent of mentorship. Uh, there's a quote, if you're looking for advice or improvement in your life, look up, not across. Most people's first initial reaction when they are stuck is to reach out to their friends and say, hey, you know, I have this challenge. Uh, can you help me? And that's fine. But really, the idea of mentorship is that you're asking someone that's been there before you that's walked this path. I get technology changes and we're living in different times. So really, the challenges I think people face, uh, if you peel them back, are pretty similar at the core. So I have a number of mentors and one of the big beliefs of our company is in mentorship and providing jobs for young adults and kind of instilling a system where people that come in can have mentors themselves to kind of, you know, help them grow, help build them up and stuff. So I think it's something that isn't very valued today and a lot of people aren't taking advantage of. But again, I think if people just were to reach out and ask others for help and ask people to be their mentors and of course, you know, don't do it shamelessly, offer to do something in return, you know, to help them. But I believe there's a lot of willing people out there that are very capable and have a lot of good experience, good knowledge to share. And, and, you know, to all your listeners, I guess I just challenge you, if you don't really have someone that you can say fits that role of a mentor in your life, outside of even your parents, uh, I would challenge you to think and reach out to some different people that might fit that role and ask them if they'd be willing to be your mentor and just see the difference it makes in your life over the next six months, over the next year, over the next five years and how it will accelerate your growth. Absolutely. And I think both of you have really, really illustrated that. So moving forward, listeners, you heard the challenge from Logan, and you heard a great story from Dennis and how he was able to grow not only in his his personal career, but in his business. And I think this is absolute gold. Well, Dennis and Logan, are you guys ready for the Knowledge Burst session? 
Let's do it. All right. Well, this is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that can help our listeners move forward. And I'm going to tweak this and moving forward, listeners, you're in for a real treat because we've got two experts here who are going to share some incredible tips for you when it comes to Facebook and engaging on Facebook. So I'm going to start with you, Dennis. What is the biggest mistake you see people making when it comes to Facebook advertising? Self-promotion. No one cares about you. They care about themselves. So you've got to create amazing content that's from their standpoint, and then you spend a dollar a day to boost it. Awesome. Absolutely love it. Logan, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just say it's pretty simple. Most people spend most of their ad budget on conversions and just like Dennis said, just kind of selling. It should be more properly allocated to some kind of funnel or hourglass model. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Logan, I'm going to stick with you for the second one and then we'll switch to Dennis. So Logan, share a tip with our listeners to better engage with their target audiences and their market on Facebook. And I think you touched on that with the first one. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So most people, when it comes to advertising, anytime you create an ad, whether it's creative or not, it is a creative process, right? Anything that's creative is kind of a copycat world. When you're writing a song, making a movie, writing an ad, you look at what other people have done before you. The problem is that so many ads out there that you see on TV, that you hear on the radio are just complete garbage, John, and there's no other way to get around that. So people see this garbage and think, okay, I'll make an ad like that, and it just really is not very good. So people need to make their ads not look like ads because I don't care who your target is. I don't care if they're millennials or if it's grandpa and grandma. You know, Nobody wants to be sold to. Nobody wants to look at an ad. Everybody feels like they're immune to advertising. So when they see something that looks or smells or tastes or feels like an ad, they're turned off by it. So the key to really better engage with your audience is to create good content that is true to your brand but doesn't look and act like an ad. It's personalized to the customer as saying, hey, I'm going to give you value. Rather than focus on myself and, hey, come give me your money, I'm going to provide a content that gives you value and gives you some incentive to smile or laugh or think about something that will open up a conversation rather than just shouting at everyone to buy from you. And it's kind of like outside strategy, but really people could take that principle to heart. It would make a world of difference for them in their advertising. Awesome. Dennis, do you want to add to that? Video. Mm. That's how you tell stories. Video and ads, video on your pages, videos that you collect from your customers, videos that you assemble in the carousels, video that you put everywhere on TVs in your office. Video is how people understand who you are. And the best way to start is to tell your why story, what you believe, who you are, And then that is how people want to connect with you because you never talk about your product or what you sell because then like Logan said, you're advertising and it's like Fight Club. You never talk about your product. You let your customers and the people that love you talk about you. Absolutely love it. And Dennis, I'm going to stick with you. So recommend a resource. It could be any sort of media or it could be a book to make better use of Facebook for business. Facebook changes so fast that the purest sources, Facebook themselves, and they have some, some training, which is free, which also has a certification. It's called Blueprint. And if you go to facebook.com slash blueprint, there's 50 plus courses that you can take. They're fun. They're interactive. You can pay if you want for the $100 certification. I don't really think that's necessary, but that's where we find a lot of stuff. Now, if you're a little geeky and you go beyond this, then go to develop facebook.com and it looks technical because there's code there but that's where facebook's going if you want to know what they're building they tell us months in advance there that's awesome and logan do you want to do you have any particular recommendations that you want to share with our listeners 
just going along with that Facebook, like Dennis said, if you want to know how to do Facebook, go ask Facebook. Really, the most obvious questions are available on the internet, on Google and stuff. Just explore. There's no one right way. I mean, I could just stand behind basically what Dennis said. Go to episode 49 of the Digital Marketer podcast, and it's on boosting for a dollar a day. It's the number one most downloaded podcast that Digital Marketer's ever done. I think on the first day, they had 25 or 30,000 downloads. That's fantastic. And we'll, we'll have a link to it on the write-up. So this is absolute gold. Thank you guys so much for sharing these incredible knowledge bursts. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, guys, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to start with you, Dennis, since uh, since you've done so many different things. And when you talked a lot about looking introspectively, looking back at your journey. So let's do a little time travel here. Let's say we're getting into Doc Brown's DeLorean, and we're going to go back maybe five or 10 years. What is one lesson, tip, or piece of advice that you would give to your younger self that you wish you would have, know, you would have known then that would have saved you maybe a lot of pain or time or headache? Be patient. Mm. The world in, in the short run never moves as fast as you think. And in the long run, everything can happen. I thought the shift from local into social and into all the new things like AI would happen immediately. But even still, that shift hasn't happened now. So if I were to tell my younger self five or 10 years ago, I'd realize, you know what? That the opportunity is still open. When you're caught in the Silicon Valley bubble, you have this this you know fear of missing out thing where if you you know whoever gets there first is going to win winner take all there's actually plenty of time and if you've got you know if you're in a current job it doesn't mean you need to quit right now and it's like the silicon valley movies and that you have plenty of time yeah because you don't want to make a rash decision it's better to do it right and slow than it is to make mistakes and go over and over again and what we like to say there is direction is more important than speed Absolutely. And Logan, how about you? I mean, let's go back to, to your college days. I mean, what would you tell your younger self if, if we could go back in that time machine and you could give yourself one piece of advice? For me, I would tell myself to enjoy the journey. Um, growing up in school, you obviously look forward to when you can actually graduate, get a degree, get a job, do these things. Now, to have some of those things, I find myself sometimes looking backwards saying, oh, you know, it's kind of nice having more free time and friends and stuff. And I think a lot of people have these same symptoms, but really the ability to live in the moment and to enjoy the journey of life and not always be caught up into looking forward to the next thing or reminiscing about the past, I believe, is just the healthiest state of mind that is a little bit hard to find, but no matter what your circumstances in, it enables you to have you know just peace of mind and satisfaction with whatever path you're on in life. Moving forward, listeners, you heard it from Logan and from Dennis be present, enjoy the journey. I know that when I was in school, I was always looking towards the goal post. I was always looking towards the finish line. Enjoy that journey, especially if you're in school now. And I think Dennis has also given you great advice. Be patient, be patient. Don't always be rushing to the next thing, to the next shiny object. You know, take your time, do it right. I think those are both great advice. How can our listeners connect with both of you? I'll start with Logan first. We are very good at email and responsive. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me directly, logan at blitzmetrics.com. Other than that, the typical social media profiles, you can just find me Logan Young on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm on all those. 
you know, follow me, I'll follow you back, reach out, send me a message, drop me a line and we'll start chatting. And you can use Dennis at blitzmetrics.com. Unlike a lot of other people, I'm at the limit on Facebook, which is 5,000. So if you try to friend request me, I won't be able to take it unless I kick out other folks. And I get hundreds of messages on Twitter. I think I've got 78,000 followers. Yeah, so you, good you luck trying to contact Twitter. <laughs> right? I'm old fashioned. I believe in email. I believe in phone calls and I believe in dinners. And I believe that a friend isn't a real friend until you've had a meal together. Awesome. And in spite of all the social media, Facebook thing, I don't believe in quality or uh, quantity over quality. I believe it's always better to be patient and have a few really good friends than to try to give your business card to everybody and get your name out there to everybody. And I think people lose this because technology has a false promise that you can hit everybody. But if you want to hit me up, do some research. Look at some of the content that we've talked about. Say something that's interesting, that's, that's demonstrated you've done your homework. And you'd be surprised at how willing people like Logan or myself or Leonard Kim are willing to help. Definitely. Absolutely. That's great advice. And I'm, I'm trying an experiment now. This is a new question that we're asking our guests uh, for 2017, which is when this episode is going to air. So using no more than, say, two or three words, what parting wisdom would you pass on to Moving Forward listeners? I'll start with you, Logan. Oh, man, that's a tough one. You sent us these questions beforehand, John. Honestly, this is the one I was thinking about most because two or three words. I guess I've already answered it and enjoy the journey. But other than that, maybe if the listeners want something different, um, I, I would just say don't. Sh- one. Enjoy the journey. But yes, if you have another one, feel free to share. Uh, I would just say don't short yourself, which goes along with it. That a lot of people have opportunities. A lot of people live underneath their opportunities and circumstances. They kind of limit themselves and. Wherever you are, it's always easy to make excuses and put limits on yourself, but just don't short yourself. There's a lot of opportunities for anybody out there if they do these things me and Dennis have been speaking about. Yeah, that's a great one. How about you, Dennis? Get eight hours of sleep. <laughs> a lot of entrepreneurs, they talk about how tough they are and they yeah. only stop hours and how busy they are. Do less, but make it of higher quality and be patient. Don't, you don't have to get everything on your list done. Just get the most important things done. I challenge everyone on the podcast. I know you got a list of things to do. I'm glad that you've made it all the way to the end. Every day, think about, in the morning especially, what is the one thing you need to get done that day? And get that done first. So you can have your eight hours of sleep and everything else, too bad. Get your eight hours of sleep because then you're going to be focused. Then the time that you spend working is going to be quality versus 12 or 14 hours of half paying attention making mistakes. Absolutely love it. And both pieces of advice, fantastic. We'll have that on the write-up. And moving forward, listeners, I I encourage you, check out the write-up. We have all the information there. Logan, Dennis, I want to thank you both so much for taking time out of your super busy schedules to join me today, to join our listeners today, to share your story and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you for having us, John. Yeah, thanks, John. Once again, Moving Forward listeners, check out the write-up, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week, and remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.